welcome to Shard Select. Hello, and welcome once more to Shard Select, the gaming podcast equivalent of splitting your pants in school. I'm your host, Winstolf, and I am joined, as ever, by the two beautiful boys. It's you. Hello. And Brian. Hello. And I clear my throat a lot because I've got a very gooey throat. Hey, honestly, this is personal life. <laughs> Very sorry. Anyway, how have you, how have you two been recently? <laughs> Alright? Yeah, we're fine. What have you been up to? Reviewing games. Very good, which we're going to talk more about on today's episode, no doubt. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be a pretty boring podcast. Right, what have you been up to? I've been playing Satisfactory. Well, yeah, today's podcast is going to be have a little bit of an indie special sort of flavour at the start as we discuss the games that Stu and Ryan have been playing. What's it called, Ryan? <laughs> Something nice. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. What's it called? <laughs> oh, Strike of Fear. Which is... Um, it was confusing with more than anything. Because it's got the same assets as Pacify. Mm, same girl cool. ghost. Same location. Same textures on the walls. And everything. It's basically the same mansion. There's a new way around it. And like, this is weird. Does she still walk like she's going to fall over all the time? No, no, she crawls at you and all falls. <laughs> oh, so that's an improvement. That's a bit creepy. That's an improvement. That's, yeah, it's horrible. Mm. It's creepy. But when she gets you, she just grabs you and goes, <laughs> and <your face> goes <laughs> I nearly pooed, audience. I nearly like pooed. And then you get <laughs> the head look that I've seen in pictures that it looks really shit like, like a PlayStation <laughs> 1 head going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what pissed me off the most is the fact that it's very similar to Pacify. All the assets and everything. But it came out before Pacify. So, so who's copied it? Who's copied it, exactly. Yeah, and the thing is, these assets... So is it in... on? In, is it on ugh, what engine is it in? Unity or um, Unreal? Unreal, I think. I'm going to say it looks like Unreal. These asset sets are quite cheap to get hold of, aren't they? Yeah, and there's a problem. probably that, then, if it's from the... might be from the Unreal store. Yeah, Steve is apparently overrun with clones of other games. Asset flips, as people call them. Uh, this, That's how people like it. Yeah, this, but they might not be directly copying assets. They could just no. be buying them from the Epic Yeah, store. yeah, exactly. Because this, well, Strike of Fit has got loads of negative reviews because it's a <laughs> copy of Pacify. And he's responded to everyone going, look at the release dates. Yeah. I suppose the thing is that if you're going to make, if you're serious about making a game, you would put more of your own assets or pay someone to make unique assets. Yeah, but these might, these might be like one person developers. Like, I don't know when I tried to give it a shot once, trying to make that <coughs> side runner game. I managed to get like a demo in place, but then it came to make making the assets for literally everything just too much. Uh, it, was, it was pretty good. It's got a solo mode now, story mode. So you solve a puzzle to go through a locked door, and the answer to the puzzle is in the last three rooms that you went in basically. And you progress slowly through this mansion until I just got bored. And then I went to play in multiplayer, which is 10 player. 5 versus 5. Yeah, and I couldn't get in it because it was dead. But that might have been the time I was trying to play it. How many shots out of 10, right? It's creepier than Pacify, but I'd probably give it 3. Mm. Which one would you play more? <clears throat> Depends, because it's they're both rinse repeat yeah. games and Pacify's not very... That's the problem as well, yeah. Rico is just the got one concept, and that's it. Yeah. Pacify's the same. Next to our indie games for up for review list, we've got Awesome P. Which is back to Eustia. Awesome P is actually fairly awesome, to be fair. Um, if it's like playing a... Uh, well, yeah, Game Boy. It's, like, it's got Game Boy graphics. 
Well, it was probably better than Game Boy graphics, but it's stylized, so it's like monotone green shade and um, platformer. But it's in the same vein as uh, Super Meat Boy. So you die a lot, but you regenerate quickly. Yeah, you so you just like, just fires you back to the beginning of the level when you start again. It's all about timing your jumps um, and landing on like really small ledges, and then trying to do it as quickly as you can so you don't get cut up and stuff by like these spinning blades or whatever. But the soundtrack is really, really good. The problem I had with it, like, the first time I was just getting used to all the different concepts and stuff, so it's fairly simple. You get introduced to a new element at each level. Um, second Island was probably the hardest one, some really, like, tough levels. It took me, like, half an hour to do one level. <coughs> but then towards the end, it's just, it just gets really easy. I was getting really good at it, uh. and I got into the rhythm of it, or the, just, I don't know, it just got a lot. A lot easier. That's a completely backwards difficulty curve, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. So, but overall, you've had a positive experience with the game. Yeah. How many shots? Six and a half, maybe a seven. Well, that's respectable. That's good. Yeah, it's got a nice style, good music, and gameplay's quite addictive. I, like, I played it all the way through to the end in one go. People get very upset when you give anything less than the nine out of ten these days, but that's actually a good score. Yeah. No. Okay. And the last piece, which we stayed with Steve for, is Playbook. Playbook, yeah, I sure just did. <coughs> very strange looking game with very nice graphics and physics. You control some clay or play doh, um, and you get given like different puzzles. Like you have to like melt all the chocolate, or you have to like fill up a bowl with plasticine, or you have to... yeah, basic um, puzzles. Yeah, but you can like heat your ball up so it melts away some of the clay, the road part of it, or like. You can like rewind, but you play it. No, it's like a clone. a clone of whatever of where you were, and then send you back, so you can sort of build with yeah. yourself by rewinding. So you can play with yourself. Speaking of which, there is a very phallic-looking plasticine piece that fires liquid at a huge rate at you. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Yeah, it's my favorite too. Very suggestive. Yeah, the way, and it's extra weird. There's a kid controlling this with an Atari Twenty Six Hundred joystick in the background. Is, yeah, he, is he making it do that? Has that kid got real Freudian issues? They say this. We tried to shoot it at him, but it didn't work. No, I know he has a force field or a fish tank or something. <laughs> yeah. They say there's the three phases of obsession as you're growing up, but I'm not going to go into that. Grapefruit. Grapefruiting is not one of them. No. <laughs> uh, there's the anal no, fixation, oral fixation, and anal fixation, if anyone wants to know more about Freud. He said anal twice. <laughs> Freudian slip! No! Cancel the podcast! <laughs> oh my goodness! I thought I said that as well. Oh. So what are the three stages, Craig? Anal, anal, else. and anal. <laughs> Got something on the brain tonight. <laughs> Ryan, was there any, any other ones you wanted to mention? Satisfactory, but we'll leave that for a separate. Yes, uh, yeah, because it's quite. Maybe. It's quite in-depth to go into, but considering it's early access, yeah. it's good. Okay, uh, now next up, we've got to look into the feature piece, but first of all, shall we do a little episode of What Really Buys My Chode? you going to do a jingle. Making a podcast, it's a long, hard road, but it's always fun, and the grandma chode. <laughs> okay, uh, do you have any chode grinding before I launch into my rant of the day? No, not really, no. Really good, you do a nice relaxed month for you, though. Yeah. Well... Wow. If anyone who lives in the UK will understand this. If you don't live in the UK, I highly recommend you YouTube it, just so it can make you very angry. Try and sneak a clip into yeah. this very episode. You don't really, really need the visual. It's not the audio. 
We'll try and, I'll try and get that. Okay. Anyway. Your task, Stu. Anyway, there's a series, there's an insurance company, or it's a comparison company in, the, in yeah. the UK called Go Compare. For many years now, we've had this annoying opera singer as the mascot. He did die for a while, didn't he? Yeah, they killed him in various clever ways with rocket launches and things. And so Ofcom complained and they... So Stephen Hawkins killed him. Yep, and... Um, was it, was yeah, it? He was on hiatus for a long time, then they brought him back quite recently. Any, anyway, he always sings like, oh, compare, and he's really annoying. And his newest advert is in the back of a taxi singing about comparing insurance like he always does. And there's a man in the front who looks like UK MasterChef host Greg Wallace. Oh, it's you! And that's right, yeah. And as he's singing, yeah, like, he starts uh, opera singing Go Compare into his ear, like. Then the cab is going. What the going, oh, fantastic! Oh, that's brilliant! And it's fantastic! Yes! Yeah, he looks like Greg Wallace, and he's just proper. I swear he's on the verge of touching himself whilst driving, which is illegal. Oh, yes, in the city of London, that is bad form for a taxi driver, or anywhere. Oh. Really? Don't you that man's probably not wearing any trousers anyway, that's how he noticed him. Yeah, I think so. Would you, would you think he was a prick? I think he's a... Get ready for it, everyone. I've not said it for a couple of episodes. Yeah, I think he's a prick. Uh, but yeah, it's just... Oh, every time I see that advert... It's not a screen, it's a microphone. You don't need to point at it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel like the microphone embodies the audience. It looks like those people that download our podcast so are inside it. Right there. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Sorry, I'll stop pointing there. Yeah, anyway, it really grinds my chode. I'm yeah, sorry I came out so many speakers into someone's ear. <laughs> <laughs> just tickling. Just tickling that guy in, in San, San Diego's ear, wherever it was. San Diego is the new guy that started listening. Ashburn, Virginia. Yeah. The people people of Ashburn, we love you. Like the loads of people that are following us on Twitter now. Thanks, guys. That's good. Anyway, that's what really grinds well, my chode. Right. So before we go on to the feature piece, there's some music that we missed. Oh, yes. If I've been from the last episode. Yeah. Okay, so right. that was uh, Robocop. What's the full name of that game? James Bond Robocop. Oh, so. oh, am I right in thinking it was a Kitsch C16 remix of the Robocop theme tune? Yeah, sir. I've also got the one where it's not the level of the teddy bears. That was beautiful. Yeah, and then right then it goes like... It's really tense. Sounds like kind of a lighter from something. So yeah, Robocop. Also, cannon fodder. From what was that like in Mega or something? It's like everything it was. It was on really. a Commodore. Commodore. Play, yeah. And it was like, did you have a Mega Drive for this? Yeah, I think it's had at least on most of the older yeah. systems. Yeah. What was the squad called? They had really weird names. Yeah, it was Stu, which is how I tried to be called in college for a bit. Oh, yeah. You've got to be crew. That's right. <laughs> Stu and crew. Yeah, <laughs> Stu and crew. Go on, Ryan, carry yeah. on. Um, the final one was a KKND. Yeah, I never played KKND. That's some, that's some good music in it. Which one? Which one? <laughs> Oh, oh, no, I did, yeah, did yeah. one like that, yeah, yeah. They went... Halfway through it. Can I just say that every other episode, you two have been not done these things, I'm quite proud of you. Well, it turns to a real choir here. Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling slightly turned on. We have the record contract. Yes, yeah, like my next step. 
hires the NI. Does he go there? What's that? It's a record company, big famous one. Alright, come on, let's do the game covers. Can if you want. Like the streets of rage. Sounds like it's on radio. <laughs> Distorted radio. Okay, so any more music? I think it's those I can think of. So are we happy to go to the feature piece, everybody? I want to be a sheep, because they have a fleece. But instead, I suppose, I'll listen to the feature piece. Can you also tune me? Daddy. Daddy. Throwback. Loads of throwback jokes this week. Okay, so today's feature piece is about our favourite units in real-time strategy games, which means Stu have made a quite comprehensive list off whilst poor Ryan watches on in confusion, having not been much of a real-time strategy player. The idea was, we have to try and sell these units to Ryan, as if, like, if he could have one as his bodyguard for a day. So, Ryan, do you want to go with one that you know? Right, all right, I'll go first, from ones I can see on this list. So for um, KKND, you got the Hippo that was part of the Evolve team. It was yeah. like the second to last that you could get. It looks nothing like a Hippo, but it had a minigun on its back. Yeah. And when it come out of the, uh, the oh, vehicle yeah. assembly line, when it, when it come out, it went... <coughs> and, that, and that's what most Hippos make. It kind of like it had a flat head, like a hammerhead shark. While we're on the theme of KKND, the last unit for the Evolve was really disappointing, I thought. <coughs> what was it? It was a big giant beetle. Oh, oh yeah. And it just shot like green stuff out of its back. Ones that I really enjoyed were the uh, basically all the flying units in that game. We had to park them all up and then they'd take off and they'd fly about. The fighter planes would do like proper strafing runs, circle back and then do another strafing run, and the bombers would like mm. do proper bombing runs, then go back to base, land, reload, and then go back out again. Sounds like the orcas yeah. from, yeah, from the. There's yeah, a couple of other good units in that as well. There was the... but when you shot them down, they crashed. So the, yeah, they if did, you yeah. got shot over, down over your own base, I've had it before when they crashed and took out my HQ so you couldn't build anything ever again. Let's build your airfields away from your base then. Yeah. There's a couple of other ones. There was the amphibious people carrier that you could get for the human team. Oh, that was with the missile. Rocket, yeah, rockets on it. And the final vehicle that you could get was the big juggernaut thing, big yeah. ridiculous tank that was massive and had like rockets and machine guns on it. And another one, then I can see on here, I can't even remember what the game was called, but the Alien versus. Predator <coughs> RTS that come out. Yeah. I mean, Queen remember. Alien. Queen. Sorry. Yeah, but you could, the Queen was badass, but there's also the Praetorians that you could evolve down into the Queen, but if you had one, you could evolve them down to like made-up ones for the game, and they were just as big as the Queen, but they were ridiculous. Was... It was like Alien Ravenger or something. Like oh, yeah. Claws. Was that on consoles or PC? Just, just consoles. It was 360, wasn't it? Yeah, I seem to remember playing yeah. that for a bit. The AVP Evolution was cool, wasn't it? I don't, think it, I don't think it was very good, but it had some good units. Yeah, the it had some cool were. units. Yeah, yeah each each um, each one played different, didn't it? Because the Marines, they had base building. Yeah. The aliens had the whole, like, you had to kill people and <laughs> take them back to your hive and infect them with, like, chest bursts and stuff. And, yeah. And the Predators was just, they were just like, you had three or four, didn't you? And they used upgrading them as you killed people. Yeah. Okay. We've got Commander Conquer Red Alert 2, and you put Kirov, which is a big Kirov airship, in brackets Ninky Nunk. <laughs> I think you're wrong, because I'm pretty sure the airship form was called the Pinky Punk. Uh, was it? Yeah. We're talking of children. Plunk. Of surreal children's TV programs slash existential nightmare programs <laughs> in the Night Garden, which films here in the UK. I highly recommend you never Google it, because it's really, really disturbing. Uh, but yes, the Pinky Punk was also an airship. But I don't think it could drop bombs to wipe out entire bases in seconds. 
Um, but yeah, they were fantastic. Yeah. If you play as a Soviet, you get about them, get about twenty of them and just send them over to the base really slowly. Yeah. What, yeah. I, what I used to do was send the tanks forward to wipe out all the AA, but pull them short just at the base at the oh, end. Oh yeah, just so and then just like Kirov's finish it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, come on. Yeah, you used to have to do little like strikes, didn't you? Take out any anti-air that you could yeah. go in and wipe it. Nice to like the V two rocket launchers. The Russians had the best units by far in that game. The Allies lacked behind big time. Yeah, they could also have a, a mini nuke, and it was mini because it would blow up just one building. Yeah, tiny, <laughs> tiny nuke. Have <laughs> uh, five seconds of fallout. Yeah. Whoa, don't mess. Yeah. There was also Tanya, who was a lady with two handguns that could insta-kill infantry yeah. and C4 buildings. I mean, each commander conquerors had a different version of that. See, I one-up you there with Tanya, with the Chrono Legionnaire. Oh, I'm gone. Yeah, but if you manage to get a spy into the Soviet barracks, you'd get a chrono commando where you'd see four buildings in one go, but you could teleport across the map instantly and also wipe other things from existence. Does anyone remember as well? I'm Yeah, there's the Mirage tanks that disguised as trees. Yeah. And they say, nothing here but us trees. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, Mr. Tree. Okay, so next up we've got Dawn of War, which was the Warhammer 40,000 strategy game from about the early 2000s, was it? Yeah. Into mid 2000s? Yeah, I'm guessing it was about 04, to be honest. Yeah, okay. No, 02 and Dark Crusade was all. Yeah, yeah okay. Dark Crusade is pretty. If you're going to play it, Dark Crusade had a really good campaign. Yes. Uh, you got the Bloodthirster from Dawn of War. Yeah, because Bloodthirster is just. Yeah, for people that don't know, the 40k is a big old demon. It's a big metal head demon. Big it's metal head demon. Yeah. <laughs> and a big giant body. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you, you have to get him to possess one of your sergeants, so you just. Try and you get a transport into somebody's base, get your unit of space uh, chaos marines out. That's right, yeah. And get your get your demon to possess them, and just like burst out in this big massive fountain of blood, and then just wrecks everything. Yeah, yeah. The the standard space marines were pretty cool in that game as well. They were. It was a decent game. I mean, it was pretty well balanced. The tower were decent. In that as well. Oh, I love the tower. They're my favourite. Actually, had Necrons. Man. I had a physical tower army for a while because uh, I like them in that game so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were pretty cool. They were pretty cool. Not very accurate for high for a high tech species. Look what the hell they yeah, were. That's a problem with the actual yeah. game as well. Yeah, thought what the hell they were aiming at. So come like on, guys. All shooting army, but the worst aim. Yeah. Yeah, the Necrons are more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> all right, next up, Age of Empires Two, which is a classic game. You didn't mention the... their monolith from. Dark I'm War. sorry, someone's deleted them off the oh, list. Oh, so... we were getting to it. <laughs> Go on then. Mention a weight team. Uh, the monolith from Dawn of War. It's a pyramid, basically. That floats. Yeah. Yeah. And it can hold forty odd men. Cannons on all corners. Yeah, it counts as a HQ as well, doesn't it? So you build yeah, up and then build... fourth level, it, you, it just floats away. Just floats away, yeah. <laughs> just take it with you. I just got this image of it being like a balloon. Come back! <laughs> it's floating away! <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, the Necrons didn't have a HQ per se, they just built the monolith. Anything else from Dawn of War? Should we move on to Age of Empires 2? It's a 90s classic strategy game but based in the medieval period of history. And there's some very good units in that one, isn't there? There's a couple, actually. Go on, Ryan. Yeah. You go first. I like the uh, Chinese special units, which was oh, like. Chukanoos. Chuk- yeah, yeah, that was it. It's boxed in it and then it span it round and it fired out a load of arrows. Like, yeah. like a machine gun crossbow. Especially yeah. if you've got 40 of them and you just walk. Yeah, but they weren't as strong as the Longbowmen. No, no. Yeah, the, the English Longbowmen had longbowmen, the most yeah. ridiculous range and really powerful. Yeah, yeah. If you sat 20 of them inside a watchtower or a castle. <laughs> it was like a castle with a machine gun, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, pfft, there, was also, there was also the Teutonic Knight. who was yeah. a big old German bloke stomping across the map with a sword. And my personal favourite, using cheat codes, are Shelby Cooper with machine guns in the front. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Furious the Monkey Boy. If Furious the Monkey Boy, yeah, who just hopped yeah. around being a monkey and smashed buildings down with his big old fists. In fact, if you, can't, if you hit a castle with a sword enough times, it's set on fire. So, Age of Mythology. 
We've got Andy Bites, someone's put. Yeah, I put that. Yeah, like in the Mummy 2. Yeah, because he can leap over castle walls. Yeah, should have Emotep as a unit in there. You're neat, wouldn't you? Emotep. Emotep. Just some mummy with, like, straight black hair. No. No, the one from the movie. Standing there going, nobody gets me. Listening to my chemical romance in his pyramid. No, no, he's the bald dude off his mummy. The other one, I'm going, Emotep. Is that Emotep? Emo tap. Sounds like you said emo tap. It's like emo, but it's emo tap. Emo tap. Emo tap or something. It's like M. I think it's M. Emo tap. Emo tap. Get some bread and butter. Watch emo tap on telly. It's that kind of thing. Watch mummy. Mummy. Anyway, what other units were there? In ancient mythology. Mummy. In ancient mythology. What other units were there? Like Titans. Yes, that was an expansion pack, wasn't it? They just stomped around being moody and stepping on things. So yeah, Age of Mythology was another good one. Uh, now we're going into the world of the real, the real, the world of the real world. I was going to say then, the real world of the real world, Blitzkrieg Two, which takes place in World War Two, and it's the standard sort of World War Two strategy game. And there's some good units from that one. So, uh, Stu, do you want to list list them? What's that from? Yeah, Blitzkrieg Two. Oh, the um, the rocket lorry, the Russian rocket lorry, which <laughs> is called the Katusha. That's the one. Katusha rocket launcher, which fires hundreds of rockets. Yeah, but you have loads of them. There's a special on Blitzkrieg 2. Like, <laughs> yeah, they have to imagine their own motions. You can do that noise. I don't think I could. I forgot about this, haven't I? <laughs> like that sort of thing. Oh, it's been too long. Uh, there was the King Tiger tank, which was obviously the big old beefy German Boboy tank. Yeah. Anything else you want to mention from Blitzkrieg 2? I probably like the T-34s, but then T-34s are my favourite tank. Right, so next one. We've got uh, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. I've got something to say about this game, but you two go first. Is it about the building? What no. Resonates? No, no I'll right. save that for you. Uh, yes, yeah, so there's a couple on here. Obviously, the the AT-AT is an obviously iconic uh, unit to use anyway. Yeah, but when you build AT-ATs, then it does the Imperial March music. It's like, right, well, I've got to go and attack one. That is true. If it's one from episode one, you have to go on the attack as well. Yeah. And I can't pronounce this next one that you've got. Rolly Robots. Rolly Robots? Is that how you spell Rolly? I, I don't think it's how you spell Rolly. I don't think it is. Can you pronounce that word? Rolly Robots. Rolly some, some Rolly Robots. <laughs> Rolly. The Rolly Robots. They were. The ones from the Trade Federation. Yeah. Ones that... They roll around. They go... And they roll out. Yeah. Imagine Stu's doing a good robot impression. That's the perfect yeah. impression of the film. Yeah. Okay, next up. Oh, right. The thing I was going to say was... Ryan, do you want to say what you want to say first? What Citadels? Oh, yeah, so it was the castles, wasn't it? And when he clicked on them, they went, jeez. Nice try, LucasArts, trying to sneak the free dick cheese past us. Uh, but the thing I wanted to mention was Darth Vader. When you click on him, he goes, you'd better not be wasting my time. It's like, mate, I press a delete key and you die. Think about that when you gob after me. Killing Darth Vader. Oh, no, he used to make zoos. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> did you see it in the love letter? <laughs> yeah, so you go on a leather editor and you put down walls that don't belong to anybody so the hostile animals don't attack it. So you build your little pens like that and you choose your hero character to, to walk around <laughs> and then you get, you get your transport and you pick up a load of the... Uh, what are they called? Little Jowers. Yeah, little, yeah, little Jowers and also Jar Jar Binks fellas. Oh, Gungans. Gungans, yeah. You pick them up and you transport <laughs> them and you fly over to these uh, animals that that'll kill you. Yeah, you so just drop them. So and you feed it... Jowers and Gungans to animals? Yeah, and then it's <laughs> yeah, you have to have a ranch as well. Yeah, so. ranch like the thing. petting zoo of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be yeah. amazing. So you pet them and then you can 
drive the, drive the transport ship down and drop the showers in, and then they just come over like, and them all. <laughs> That's pretty funny, isn't it? That's the best, the best use of the level editor I've ever heard of, to be fair. I vaguely remember Stu talking about Bantha Ranches back in college, but that was a long time ago, so it's, that was a nice yeah. prize for me there. So, Empire Total War Gifts, uh, which was my personal favourite of the Total War games. Uh, Stu, any thoughts? What should, is it your, your favourite? Yeah, I'd say so. That's one I put most hours in. I like the Warhammer one. My laptop can't handle them, so I've never played them. Empire's really? about the... No, Shogun 2 is about the best it can play, but... Empire... Yeah, Shogun, Shogun 2, Rise of Samurai. That was good. Because that was like a good mix of... It was like... It was Empire, wasn't it? But it had some of the new parts of... Yes. Um, Shogun. The one, with Gat- the one with Gatling guns and stuff, wasn't it? But yeah, Empire, we've got line infantry as number one choice. The basic line infantry unit, if used properly in that game, is like a wall of death. Now, yeah. If you basically stretch them out as far as you can across the battleground, anyone approaching them will be absolutely pulverised. It is something to behold. Well, yeah, if you... Just to win that game, you just... Buy line infantry, uh, a couple of mortars, and some of the big, big cannons. Yeah, and the other sure. unit was the Amazon. Uh, as we've written here, African women with elephant guns. Those ladies were lethal. All the good units in that game were the Roman Praetorian Guard, yep. the elitist of the elitistest Romans. Those guys were pretty badass. Uh, the Saxon Huskars. Yeah, did they have axes? Yeah, they had axes, but they had ones that had like run and then all jump at the same time into a line. Yeah, like three hundred. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of 300, you've also got hoplites. Yeah. Or if you spell them, hoplites. They just walk slowly at you with a big old bush of spears. Yeah, I also like war dogs! Oh, yeah. This dog! Because when the guy unleashed him, he just shouted, war dogs! And it was really fun. And then you couldn't get them back. No, because you used them at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, my liege. I'm sorry, my liege. I'll get them later. Jesus Christ. There's also some pigs that were on fire. Did I just imagine that? What? That's brutal, man. You could do that with trebuchets, though, couldn't you? On one of the games, you could throw oh, that was, disease uh, animals. That was like, medieval one. Was it? <laughs> you yeah, could also, you could also yeah. execute all the prisoners. Yeah. Like, you had a really long sword just walking down the line. Right? <laughs> Cutting all the throats. Yeah. That, was, that was great fun. That's my impression of a thousand throats being cut. All right. That one. That's, sorry, guys. It's best I could do tonight. You can't do that in any of the other ones, can you? No. It was a shame because it was really funny. And it was really <coughs> useful as well. If you yeah. were struggling to get the army to break, just execute 400 prisoners yeah, and they all ran away. Um, okay, next game. Um, Ranger Chief Rise of Legends? Which was um, like a steampunk yeah, there was fantasy the da Vinci, There was a Da Vinci army, which was uh, based on Da Vinci's, like, it was like a Da Vinci steampunk. Yeah. Did they have floppy helicopters? They did. Gyrocopters. Yeah. And they're... Like, ultimate unit was a giant clockwork spider. Like in Wiki Wiki Wow Wow West. It had, like, two big drills on its front. Um, yeah, and there was, um, there was like, an Aladdin-themed one or something, like, floating. Yes, they were, like, Arabic mythology. Yeah, they were good. I didn't like them, though, because I didn't like the buildings. Yeah, they were kind of strange. It was fun to shoot them, because they all fell down into little... They were, like, on a floating... Cloud, cloud thing. Cloud, yeah. It was the third race, I can't remember. It was, like, some... Monsters. No, they weren't monsters. They were, like, stone... People, they're supposed to, they're supposed to like Aztec, like <coughs> sentient stone statues. Yeah, I kind of remember them. Uh, we've got Sins of a Solar Empire, which was a game we famously spent a whole New Year's Day playing. We did. A quick skirmish. Um, yeah, we got way carried away with that game. You've got the Carrier Capital ships on that game, they were brilliant. Once you leveled up a bit, they felt incredibly powerful. Oh, yeah, especially yeah, if you um, if you just drop into like, if you get attacked and it said uh, warp incoming. A ship was going to turn up, and then yeah. loads of ships come up, and out of nowhere, big giant capture just goes, 
It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> no, there was this... Are you named them all wrestlers? So it's like, do you want to take a cake, Steve Austin? <laughs> like, the Rock! It's like, don't worry, Craig, we're sending the Undertaker a cane over there to sort them out for you. <laughs> I just stand at the end. Command and Conquer Tiberian Sun, the Reaper, which was a cyborg torso on a big, massive spider robot body that fired rockets and nets to trap infantry. They were awesome looking. Any other honourable mentions you two want to add on there? Before we close off this week's lovely feature? Uh, right, what would be your favourite, like, in general? I like out of all the games. Yeah. I think Commander Cog. Stealth tanks, flamethrower tanks. Those guys that go, rise up! And go and die a lot. They're great. Uh, Ryan, you've got a bit more limited than us, aren't you? Mm. Uh, which one would be your favourite game for units in the, stra- in the world of strategy? I still like playing as an Ekons at Dawn of War. All right, Stu, which one's your favourite? Uh, I think Empire. Okay, then. So that rounds up this week's feature. Um, if you, the listeners, have any thoughts as to your favourite strategy units or elements that we've criminally missed, feel free to contact us on Twitter or Instagram or email, chatselect at gmail.com, and tell us what you think. Okay, so that was uh, that was the main feature. So now on to the news. Before we start, yep, go on, right. I just had a notification from... Breaking news? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, stop the sharp press! Okay, so all it is is we're pleased to announce that Rage 2, Wolfenstein Youngblood, Wolfenstein Cyberpilot, and Doom Eternal will be released on Steam, as well as their Bethesda launcher. Yeah, have they, have they skipped Steam with a couple of releases? Uh, and we'll also be bringing Fallout 76 to Steam later this year. Well, there's no need for that. So I mean, Fallout 76 was the one that didn't launch onto Steam. It was the first one that they didn't. That was from three hours ago, actually. Wow. But, yeah. Jimmy, touch the microphone! Oh, it's too close to my legs! <laughs> How long are your legs, man? Okay, so... Uh, that's this one? Yeah, come, on. come on. There you go. So that's Ryan's breaking news done. Yeah. So let's go on to the, to the main news. First of all, the Google Stadia. This is massive news. and the, I mean, I've seen Twitter arguing violently over this the last few days. It's basically Google's new console they're making, which gets rid of physical media. Yeah. So all the games on it are streamable. But, which sounds great, but the main argument is that a lot of people don't have internet strong enough to play it. I know I for one certainly don't, because anyone who's tried to record a podcast with me can friggin' attest. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Stu? It, it depends on what... I was talking to Ryan about it. It depends on what library <coughs> you can bring to it. It depends on what the subscription's going to be, or if it's going to be... If it's going to be, like... I can see it being two tiers. Did you see the demo for it where a guy plays it on, like, a cheap laptop, and he pauses it, picks up his phone, continues mm. from his phone... Pauses that goes to his telly with the same controller, carries on again without having to sync his controller to the telly or anything. Just basically pauses it, starts it on his telly, and the controller works straight away. That's my impressive. But they're saying another one as well. I think it was Assassin's Creed. Obviously, I was watching. But they, they put out like a basic that was still running at 60 frames, 1080p. Yeah, because it runs off their plate, like the server. You see, that could be yeah. good for people who have a limited budget. That could be good, couldn't it? People can't afford gaming rigs. That could be a good Yeah, well, if you've got to lower the price or drive the price up of hardware, though, I mean, how do you feel about that with people being able to play 4K, 10, like 60 FPS on oh, shit yeah. laptops yeah. when you spent two grand on a, on a beast of a PC? It's a bit annoying. It's like you pay for the privilege to have, to have like 4K native on So it's either, yeah, it's gonna either going to make everything redundant from like NVIDIA and everything like that and you just get just one graphic card and then that, that'll do you forever so it's either going to crush the, them companies or I don't know it's going to I've got this image work. of I don't know I've got this image of Ryan just crying as he hurls his PC into his bin <laughs> fucking thing so yeah I mean again 
Well, please get in touch with the podcast and tell us your thoughts on the Google Stadia, and we'll mention you on the next episode as we uh, have a breakdown about it. Next bit of news, a company called Analog is making an epic 1080p Mega Drive called the SG, or the SG, SG, let's go with the SG, 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 and it's got, it's Mega CD and Master System compatible. I mean, for anyone who's got old Sega consoles, maybe can't run it on their TVs or stuff, that could be really good. Is that, does it play the cartridge? I think I read the other day said it had cartridge slots, I mean, I'll by all means do a quick update. Well, uh... You're literally Googling it now. Live update, so live update, right. Yeah, it says, yeah, yeah, cartridges. It's so can you, can you put one like an SD card instead? Or? I imagine you could use like an Ever Drive or something, couldn't you? Yeah. I imagine they could use ROMs and stuff as well. Let's have a look. Oh, quick read. Uh, sorry, there's an... I've got some lounge music on while we're you sung that? Is it so positive? Yeah. Painful. Oh, what was it, Jim? I think you can run SD cards. You think? Yeah, SD card firmware repeating, so if it's got an SD card slot, you will be able to run through it. So the Mega Drive could be pretty good if you want to get back into those old Sega games. 1080p. Okay, so that's that. Now here's one that I believe Ryan's had it. The Halo Master Chief Collection, which is the entire... Is it every Halo game? Uh, it's one, two, and three, it was. Yeah. And four. But they're all coming Steam. Yeah. Which is a good move, I think, because Halo is a good series. Yeah, and it also includes Reach as well. Yeah, and I don't believe Halo's had enough sort of... Uh, in recent years, it seems to have gone off the boil a bit, doesn't it, Halo? Well, it used to be on, was it? On PC, you still be able to get them on games for Windows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I had the first one on PC. Years ago. I had one too on PC. I was aware it came out on PC. Yeah. Um, so that's good for bringing back the classic Halo games. But they are all very good. They're being, they're being upscaled as well. They're yeah. Because they're on Xbox One. Scaled again. PC. He's upset about the stadium. Don't get him going. Some Xbox fans have actually kicked off about this. Because they're stealing my exclusives! What's your thoughts on that? Because they still exactly. want to get your ass out over Xbox exclusives being on PC. It's the same company. <laughs> I think it's a good thing, because it means more people get to enjoy Halo. Uh, no Man's Sky's getting a new multiplayer mode. Does everyone care about that game still? It's finally been the game that was promised. Yeah, which, oh, what, two years ago now, was it? Yeah. I can't believe they got away with it, to be honest. They could be mad, dude, because they've kept their audience, haven't they, and probably grown it as well. They've also generated a great deal of ridicule and hate around themselves as well. Yeah, but when I got it on launch, it's just like, it's just a hellscape. The final story is that 10 kids are arrested in Gujarat, India for playing PUBG, or Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, if you want to be all uh, technical about it. Uh, partly because it's encouraging violent behaviour. I'm thinking it's because no one plays it anymore because everyone's too busy flossing in Fortnite. <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, did you know that the guy who is Player Unknown has left the company? Do we know who he is now? Has he revealed his identity? Was it Gaben? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what his name is now, but... It was me. Did he make it? Is that why it's called Player Unknown? It was named after him. Okay, listener section. No one's got in touch with us this week. Feel free. We've got loads of... Well, loads of voice messages. Some voice... Well, we have one voice message from our dear Singapore friend. Yeah. Uh, Pete. 
the P-Bone Singapore man. That I've not listened to yet. And some more I've not listened to, okay. So, are we going to play them live now? Okay, let's do it. Hey guys, it's Pete, 7,000 miles away in the Lion City that is Singapore. Shot Select's biggest fan in Southeast Asia here. You guys are doing a great job with the podcast, keep it up, but less of the grapefruiting, as you might overdose on vitamin C, and we wouldn't want that. Question for you guys, if you could only play one game for the rest of your life, what would it be? P.S. I totally think you should call this section, look who's shouting. Have a good one. Cheers, Bebo. A retcon for the next episode. Listen to feedback, will become look who's shouting. Uh, so, Ryan, do you want to answer Pete's question first? Don't put the pressure on me, I need time to think. Alright, shoot. Play one game. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. I reckon either start again on World of Warcraft, because I've done it for many years anyway. Oh, or, back to the thick boys. Yeah, or XCOM 2, because we've already sunk 300 hours in that bad boy. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. Warcraft. Can I go next one? Yeah, go on. uh, the Witcher 3. I'd happily start again on The Witcher 3 if I had the time. So, mm-hmm. I'll say The Witcher 3, yeah. Yeah, I Warcraft or... Skyrim. No, not Skyrim, man. Maybe a Total War. Ooh, good choice. Does this include being able to download new mods for it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, probably Skyrim. Though. Open season. So, I've got a follow-up question. Or, Football Manager. Oh, of course. Man. What's your follow-up question, right? My follow-up question is, if you could experience one game again for the first time, what would it be? Bioshock. <laughs> Just for that time. I was say that. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah, Mine would uh, probably be for the comedy factor, possibly time split as future perfect. Yes, excellent choice. That was Ryan. good for the first time round playing that. Excellent choice. Or even one of the Splinter Cells. Maybe GTA Three. GTA Three. I remember seeing GTA Three for the first time around at a mate's house. It just blowed my mind. Yeah, because it's been top down for so long. Yeah, but it was like 3D, and you can like rob cars and shoot everyone. It's like, yeah, what even is this? Oh, San Andreas. That was a- yeah, but it had already been done twice before with 3 It was just the scale. Yeah, it was more the scale of it, wasn't it? it was yeah. San Andreas. Okay, so, that's, so yeah, that was Pete, P-Bone, our Singaporean envoy, yep. our diplomat upon the shores of Singapore. Uh, thanks for the message, Pete. Excellent. Who's right. next, Joe? Got one from Simon Lewis. I'm not heard this yet. How's it going, fellas? Just thought I'd send you a message to let you know that I'm really enjoying the podcast. Have a little patience and keep plugging away. I'm sure you'll watch your subscribers grow. Take care, guys. See you later. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's Gary Barlow. <laughs> Thank you, Gary Barlow. Well, don't say the myth, he's a, he's a supporter. No, to be fair, that was a really nice message. Yes. And I feel strengthened and my resolve has grown, as has the capacity to love. Uh, Stu, do you enjoy that? Yeah. You, you don't enjoy happiness, do you? I no. see you getting angry at the thought of it. His flinty, cold, dead heart. Can't handle it. Who's next, Jim? Right, these ones might need to get cut out because it's from Paul. Oh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Go ahead. This one's Steph first. Hi, Shout Select. This is a question for Stuart. Stuart, why do you like so much? No, that's not, that, that's getting cut. Believe it. But yes, tell us, Stu, why do you like it so much? Why do you like beep so much? <laughs> Depends who it is, I suppose. And that ends that. Thank you, Steph. Um, Next question. That was excellent. Next. <laughs> Let's see what Paul has to say. Why does he like the pinch to it? Why? <laughs> so that was a question from from Smeagol. Yeah, <laughs> Gollum asked why. 
<laughs> this is Paul, a.k.a. Schmeagle. Uh, thank you, Paul. That was a very good Schmeagle impression. Do you want to answer his question? Why? Yeah, why? 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 I could ask him to do an intro in his Schmeagle voice, though. <laughs> okay, any other ones? No, preferably sure. don't involve you being insulted. Okay. <laughs> that was very unexpected from Steph. Yeah. I find that pretty funny. Hello everyone, I am Harrison Wilde and I am one of the co-hosts of the Grief Burrito Podcast and I'd like to invite you to join us on a journey through the greatest and latest games. So he's yes. just, he's killed you. He's killed your horse. Yes. Stolen your Karina. <laughs> Movies. Lady with a broom. Yep. She's got like wheat. Wheat in a house. <laughs> wheat. <laughs> An all out strangeness. Alone, containment, harvest, night shift, ore and specimen. They're all my safe words. Yeah. <laughs> ah, specimen! <laughs> Containment! Containment! <laughs> Find us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Podbean, and anywhere else that you get the rest of your amazing podcasts. So I've been Harrison Wilde, and we'll see you on the next episode of Grief Burrito. And that was Grief Burrito, another gaming podcast in the nearby town of Nutsford. Nutsford, Ten minutes away from us. Um, so I believe that's the main body of the show. We'd be very glad, we'd be very glad, very grateful if you went to iTunes and gave it a five-star review. Um, and maybe say some nice words about us, like, aren't oh, they lovely? If you review us there, the shark fairy will come around your house, sprinkling with sharty dust, and you'll wake up as a shark gremlin. I promise. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, and we rank the 16th highest for gaming podcasts in Singapore because of Pete. All thanks to the work of previous voice clip giver, Pete. Yeah. Thank you, Pete. We love you. Well, the Terminator one's ready and available. Lip-synced quotes. Ready to go. I'm also three-quarters of the way through the clip episode two. Yes. Which will be finalised with clips from this show. Um, as for myself, um, I'm also carrying on with my own work over at www.winstolfportal.wordpress.com. So that's, well, that's the things what I have been doing. Um, and I've got a review up and coming on the webredmade.com, which you'll find out what it is if you read it soon. Uh, anything else? Shit. Uh, no, not it. That's all for this episode. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. And don't forget, I am a robot. <laughs>